This morning we'll be looking at Hebrews, the letter of Hebrews. We're looking at chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. We'll be speaking on the topic, God's living word. And that is the emphasis of these two verses, that God's word is living. It is not passive. Uh, this passage should be either two things. It should encourage you or it should make you fearful because the word of God is not passive. The word of God, it, it, it's, been, it's been said like this, the word of God is reading us as we read it. The, the word of God is discerning your true condition by your response to the word of God. As you read it, as you hear it, as you encounter it, the word of God at the same time, is the, it, is, it is discerning your true condition. So we, let's, let's pay heed to, to what God has said in, in, in his word here because it is, it, is, it is paying heed to us. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints, and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. This is God's word. What the writer of Hebrews has been doing is he, he, he is he is trying to convince the the readers perfect that they are professing believers he is trying to convince them that unbelief is evil that that unbelief is is we, we he is he is he is seeking to to uh, inform these Christians that unbelief should be rejected it, it should be we should we should fear it we should fear unbelief in our hearts Unbelief is, is evil. It is evil because it rejects God's word. It is evil for us because it rejects Christ and his work on the cross. And in chapter 4, verse 11, we saw that we, we must be diligent to enter God's rest, the rest that, that God gives us in Christ. We, we must put forth effort. There is no point in the Christian life where we can relax. And, and, and be passive because of, of, of the promise that we have in Jesus Christ. And, and, and we, we will see from this passage that if we are not diligent because of unbelief, that unbelief will not go undetected. Unbelief in the heart will not go undetected because God's word we'll see is living, is active, it is it, it is discerning the intents and the thoughts of the heart. Unbelief will not go undetected. So as we encounter God's word at all times, at all times, we must we must take God's word seriously. We must take we must not take it lightly. We must take it seriously because of, of, of what it is and what it does. That's what two, two uh, primary points we'll be looking at here. What God's word is. God's word is, is living, it is active, 
It is sharp. And we'll be, the second thing we'll look at is, is what God's word does. It, it, God's word pierces. It, it, the God's word discerns or it judges. And, and, and lastly, we'll see that nothing is hidden from God. So let's, let's look at the text. Let's, let's look at this, this text. If you remember that the, the writer of Hebrews has been uh, expositing Psalm 95 in chapters 3 and 4. And, uh, even up to this point, he's been expositing Psalm 95. And, and, uh, and, and here in verses 12 and 13, he's going to draw a conclusion from this exposition of Psalm 95. Uh, this, uh, starting at verse 12, look at verse 12. It says it starts with four. The word of God. The author is drawing a conclusion. He, he has been talking to them about unbelief of, of, of the, the people of Israel, uh, that, that he's been talking about David's warning to his people. And, and now he's drawing a conclusion from that. And, and he said, for the word of God. Notice the phrase, the word of God. I think we, when we hear the word of God, we, I think we don't realize how tremendous that that phrase is the word of God <laughs> he says for the word of God this is what we what we're discussing what we're reading here and and and, and what the author of Hebrews has brought to mind of, of those professing believers is the word of God the word that came from God God God's God, uh, second Timothy 3:16 the word that is breathed out by God himself the word that, that God breathes out, not just for anything, is he breathes it out. He says, Timothy, uh, Paul tells Timothy that it is profitable. God's word is breathed out to us, and, and, and we have his word. We know him. We can know his ways, and it is profitable to us in the Christian life. That, that this is, he says, for the word, this is the word of God that he's talking about, the God who created the world and the universe, the, the God by whom all nations are like a, a drop in the bucket before him. The, the, the God who knows all things, the God who controls all things, the God who sustains all things has spoken. He has spoken. He has, he has, he has given us his word. And we know that the word has come to us in, 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 in completeness in, in the person of Jesus Christ. God has spoken. The, the, the writer says, for the word of God. The, the, the word of God came to, to, to the people of Israel. Moses led the people and, and he, he taught them the word of God, but they rejected it. They, they didn't treat it as if it was a, a word from God. And so the writer is saying that don't be like the Israelites. They, they saw God's mighty works. They, they, they saw his, 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 his miraculous ways. They, they heard his promises. And, and yet, what did they do? They, they, they hardened their hearts. They, they heard God's promises and they hardened their hearts. They were disobedient to his word. And, 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 and so this is the, this, this is the word that, that he, he is saying, the word of God. In, in, in general sense, Old Testament, New Testament, God's word, this is what he's talking about. And, 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 and notice that it's the, it's the word of God. It, when we're exposed to the word, we, we're exposed to, to, to God himself. When we disobey God's word, guess what we do? 
we disobey God. When we, when we treat God's word lightly, guess what we're doing? We're treating God lightly. When we reject God's word, when we are indifferent to God's word, guess what we are? We are indifferent to God. It, it, some of you here probably are indifferent to God and his word. And perhaps you're not even listening right now. You're probably thinking about what it is that you're going to do when you leave church today. But beloved, I want to grab your attention. This is the word of God. He says, for the word of God, for, for the word of God. And notice what he goes on. This is what, what God words, what, what it does. I mean, what it is. God's word is. This is what God's word is. Notice the text. God's word is living and active. God's word is, is, is living. It, the, and, and this is the this is the same attribute that is characterized by God himself in Hebrews over and over again. It, it, the, the, the Hebrew writer, look at verse number 12 of chapter three, Hebrews 12, uh, Hebrews chapter three, verse 12. This, the, the, the word is living. Why is it living? Look, look at Hebrews chapter three, verse 12. It says, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. Notice leading you to fall away from the living God. We we God is is a living God. God's word is is, is living because the, the word is, is the same as God. And, and, and an interesting thing about this, 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 uh, this passage is that at the beginning of, of verse 12 in, in the Greek text, uh, some of the commentaries I was reading said that the, the, the first word in the Greek text, it says it's living. It says living is the, is the word of God. The, the emphasis is on it, the word is living. That's why we're not to approach the, the word of God in a casual way, because God's word, it has life. It is, it is living. It, it is it is like God himself. Uh, it, 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 as God lives, his word is, is alive. His word is, is living. It, it has power. It, it is alive and it has power to save and it has power to bring about conviction. And if you do not heed it, it has power to bring about destruction in your life, eternal destruction, because it will judge you. It will be God's word that will judge you. God's word is living. This is not an old book. This is not an outdated book. Jesus uh, said uh, of the word uh, in, in, in living, said that it's a living, it's a source of, of spiritual life. Jesus said in John 6 and 63, said the spirit gives life. And the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. The word of God, it, it gives spiritual life. Uh, by the word of God, men and women and, and children who, who, who were dead in their sin and, and uh, dead in their sin and trespasses can be made alive. God's word is alive. If you believe it, as, as a, if you are unbeliever, you believe the word of God, you believe what it says about Christ. It can, it can make you, uh, 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 make you born again. 
God's word, it, it is alive. For, for us as believers, we should celebrate God's word. Because for us, it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, we, it says, since you, Peter is speaking to the believers, that since you have been born again, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. It is the word. The word of God is living. Wherever we're reading it, it is living. It has it has life. It can give us life. It's 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 not just it's not only living. It lives forever. It's a it's an eternal book. God's word is a, it's an eternal book. Isaiah forty and eight says the grass weathers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Beloved, embrace that truth because we will not make it in heaven if God's word does if it's not alive forever. We won't make it in heaven. But it's God's word, the promise that, that He has given us in Jesus Christ, the promise of eternal life, that will that will be true forever for all eternity, because God's word never ends. It stands forever. And and and, and beloved. It is ready for you. If, if you embrace it by faith, if you're an unbeliever, the word of God is living. All you need to do is embrace what the word of God says about Christ, about God, about salvation, about you. It's, it's ready to, to be embraced by faith. You don't have to work for salvation. Embrace the truth of God from his word. It, God's word is it, it's always even now, it's, it's acting. We'll, we'll see that here later. God's word is, is, is always acting. If you are if you're a believer, that's that's important. God's word is always acting. It's, it's acting in your heart. It's working right now. It's working in your heart as you submit to it. If you're listening to it, the, the, the living God is speaking to you through his living word. It's alive. The Bible is not a dead book. It's not outdated. You know how you go to the library. You know, I got some books in, in in my library. You know they're they're old and you know and uh, some some old books on preaching and stuff like that. They're on myself. God's word is not like that. You know I, I go I, you know I go and pick it up every now and then and read it. God's word is not like that. You can't put it down. It's not passive. You can't put it on a shelf. It is living. It is living and it is active. That's what the author says next. For the word of God is living. It's, 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 it's relevant. It, 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 is, it, is, it is constantly active and alive in the world. But it is also active as well. It, not only is it living, it, it's active. It's, it's energetic. This is the, the word that is used here for active. We get the word energy from it. The word is, is interjected. It, 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 it can go to work if you believe it. It, it is never dormant. God's word is, is because it, it is active, uh, what he promises in his word is never meaningless. It, it is not a uh, a, a dead promise to us. God's word is is active, and, and this is why 
the, the, the author said what he said in Hebrews chapter 4, in verse number 1. He says, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, uh, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For, for, the, for good news came to us. Now, how did the, it's talking to the, the Hebrew writer is talking about the, the good news of the gospel that that the, the that had come to, to these believers. Uh, it, the, the good news that, that came to those who were in the wilderness, the good news of, of the land of Canaan, the promised land was was theirs. If, if they they obey the good news came to it said the good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them. There, there, there's some benefit in the word of God, beloved. They said that the, the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. God's word is, is active and, 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 and it, it is beneficial and we're to, to embrace it by faith. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11 says, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the, the same sort of disobedience. Active. It is energetic. It would accomplish what he sent it for to do. It will, it will, uh, it will, uh, uh, Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, God's word will not return to him empty, but, but it will go out and it will do what God desires. It, it will achieve the purpose for which he sent it. God's word is, is active. It, it, it is active. Uh, Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 23 uh, verse 29, he says, God says of his word, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and, and like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces? If your heart is hardened, the, the word of God is active. And if, if God chooses to, to bring it to your heart, it can, it can, it can crash and, and smash the, the hardened heart. That This is the word of God. And, 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 you know, and the, and the amazing thing is, as I think about this, as I think about the word is living and it's active and all that we're, that's, that's to follow, how can we sit by and, and hear God's word and think that, that we don't have to respond to it? God's word is living. It's active. It, 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 it transforms lives. Turn, turn to, to Psalm 19, the passage that Pastor Mark read. Psalm 19. Psalm 19, just read verses 7 through 9. This is talk, we're talking about the active, the active word of God, the energetic word of God. Listen, listen to, to what the, the, the writer, uh, the, the psalmist says in Psalm 19, verse 7, starting at verse 7. Notice he says, the law of the Lord is perfect. No, notice the action. N notice what follows, the, 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 the action. The law of the Lord is perfect reviving the commandments of the Lord is pure notice the action enlightening the eyes the fear of the Lord is clean enduring forever the rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether hallelujah the word of God is just just not some stale pages in, in a book with with that stale and outdated the word of God is active beloved it's it's active look look at Psalm 119 Psalm 119, just a couple of verses in Psalm 119. Psalm 119, we'll look at verse, starting at verse 20, uh, verse 25. 
And, and the, 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 the psalmist knew, knew that God's word was, was living and active. Look at Psalm 119, verse 25. It says, the psalmist says, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. Look, look at verse number 28. Verse 107. Verse 107. The psalmist says, I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord. Psalm one, uh, Psalm 119, verse 149. It says, Hear my voice according to your steadfast love, O Lord. According to your justice, give me life. You see what's repeated over and over by the psalmist? He, he understood that the, the word of God, as a believer, it, it gives life. It, 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 life in a sense that, that it gives encouragement when we need it. It gives hope when we need it. It gives us strength when we need it. It gives us peace when we need it. God's word is alive, beloved. That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he said, because he, he, he understood the, the, the nature of God's word, he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, the gospel, which, which is found in the word of God. He says, why? Because for it is the power of God for salvation to anyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Hallelujah. We, we have God's word. All we need to do is speak it and tell it to others because God's word will do the rest. It will do the rest. We, we shouldn't be ashamed to evangelize because God's word is living and is active. We just need to know it. We need to know it well enough to be able to take it to others. But, but it's living and it's, and it's active. T- turn to Colossians chapter, chapter 1. A little bit more about the activity of God's word. Colossians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. And it, it's talking about the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is found in the, in the, the living word of God. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 5 says, because of the hope, uh, uh, Paul, is, this is his prayer. He's been praying for them. He says, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of this, you have heard before and notice the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you. Here's the action. And indeed, in the whole world, it is bearing fruit. That's, that's the activity of the word. It, it, it makes us fruitful. It bears fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you, since, <laughs> he said, since the day you have heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. God's word is, is living and, and it is active. T- turn to... First Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13. And the Apostle Paul here speaking to the, the believers in Thessalonica, he says, and we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, when you heard it from us, you received it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God. And notice, which is at work in you, believers. God's word is living. God's word is active. It is 
it is it is at work in, in, in us as believers. It, it can work in you if you're an unbeliever. All you need to do is trust it. And if we are believers, we need to trust it fully in, 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 in all this and all this truth. And so not only is God's word uh, living, not only is God's word active, God's word is sharp. <laughs> it, it, is, it is sharp. It, it, it is sharper than, than any two-edged sword. A, a two-edged sword in the in the ancient day, it, it, a double, it was a double-edged sword. And, and, and that day, it was, it was one of the sharpest instruments that, that one can have, a, a two-edged sword. Cuts going in, cuts going out, cuts every way. And, and the word of God is, is, is sharper than that, sharper than, than any two-edged sword. It has no blunt side on it. It, 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 it cuts. When it, when it goes, it cuts. It, mean, it can do what God intended it to do. Nothing, if God chooses for it to come into your heart and, and, and bring about the new birth, it can do that. It, it can do it. But if, if God chooses for it to come in and to bring about conviction of sin uh, in your life, God's word can do that. It, it, it doesn't need any assistance. It doesn't need any assistance from man. God's word is sufficient all by itself. It, it is sufficient and, 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 it, and it is complete. And, and beloved, there, there, there is no instrument. You can get a, 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 one of those knives that the doctors use, but there is no instrument. A chainsaw, power saw, axe. Uh, th- there is no instrument that is effective as the word of God is what the, the writer is saying. There, there, there is nothing, no instrument in the hands of, of, of men and, and women that is more effective than the word of God when it comes to the human heart. Nothing is more, nothing is more powerful than the word. It can penetrate, it can penetrate more deeply than, than anything else. And it can penetrate into the, the deep recesses of the heart, the unknown, where you have these secret thoughts, the word of God penetrates into that. And, and so the word of God is living, it is, it is active. Uh, it, it is sharp. That, that's what the word of God is. But what, what is it? What does it do? What is it? What does it do? The writer adds piercing <laughs> to the division of the soul and of, of spirit, of joints and of marrow. God's word pierces. The, the word of God cuts to the heart. It, it penetrates to, to the to the deepest level, to to the to the innermost depths of our being where our will and our affections and our thoughts and our intellect, it, it, it penetrates down into that area. It, it, it passes through easily and freely without resistance. And, 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 it's, and that means that it's able to overcome any resistance. God's word is able to overcome any resistance from our, uh, from our hearts. And, and so that what it, what that means, what that implies is that if, if, if the word of God is available to us and we don't believe it, it ain't the word's fault. It ain't God's fault. It's our fault. God's word, it, it is sharp. It pierces. It, it does this work. But if, 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 it do, if it's not doing this work in our lives, it ain't God's fault. 
It ain't the word's fault. It's your fault. Because you're not believing. You, 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 you are not mixing it with faith like the, uh, like, like the, like, like Joshua did. Uh, and, and Caleb did when, 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 when they were faced with, with the land of Canaan and they, they went and spied the land and they saw the fruit. And, and, and they didn't say because, you know, uh, uh, because we have the ability in and of themselves. They know that we can go in and we can take this land because this is what God has promised. We can do it. That the word had come into their heart and it, it, it came in and it pierced. It went all the way down into the, it, the deepest recesses of their heart and they believed it. And they act like they believed. They stepped out on faith on the promise that, that God had made concerning the, the land of Canaan. And Joshua and Caleb was the only two people that entered into the land. The, the word of God overcame all resistance of unbelief in their hearts. It overcame, and they believed. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and 8, it says this. The people heard, the, heard, heard, heard Peter's sermon. And it says, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And Peter said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, they heard the word of God. They, they heard the word of God. They heard the preaching of Peter. And it cut them to the heart. And they said, brothers, what shall we do? That, that's what happens when, when the word of God gets into the heart. There is a response. That there is a, a response. These, 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 these uh, uh, Jews said, uh, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. That's what you need to do. Believe, the word of, believe what the word of God says about God and about you and repent and, and be baptized. Believe what it says about Christ. And he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's, that's how sharp the, the, the word of God is. It gets into the heart and it brings about conviction. A person who was a thief, when the word of God comes into their heart, they're convicted about their stealing and they, they repent and they change. Give their life to Jesus Christ. That, that's what happens. That, that's what happens. So, I, so I, I want to say again, if the word of God is not doing the work in your life, it, the, the problem is not God's word. It is you. I, I have to say that. Because Life and it's, it, it's, it's about life and death, beloved. This is a this is a serious thing when it comes to the word of God. We can't come here and play with God's word. It, the, the consequences can either 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 uh, take you to heaven or it can take you to hell. This this is this is serious. We don't come here and play with anybody. The, the word of God, it cuts. It gets to the to, to, to the to the very core. And either it judges you or it saves you. That is it's either one thing. Either, either, either right now you're listening to the word of God, it is judging you. 
or it has saved you, or it is saving you. So, so we we must not take God's word for granted. Don't don't take it for granted, because God's word is it pierces, and not only that, it is discerning. It it, it is it it discerns the the thoughts. The, the word of God is a it judges. It, it, it is a it, it is a it, it, it critiques it, it critiques the the thoughts and the intentions of your heart the thoughts that you're having the word of God is 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 critiquing your, your thoughts and, and, and so if what this means concerning unbelief again because this is the author's this is what his concern is that I said it before if there's unbelief in your heart. It will not go undetected. God's word will expose it, and God Himself will see. He knows it. He sees all things, and so unbelief will, will it will never go undetected, because God's word is 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 probing. It, it questions. It 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 it, it discerns, and, and how you respond to the word tells it 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 it, it that's that's how the God that's how it judges. How you when you hear it, how you respond to it, it that reveals the, the inner attitude in your heart. And, and there's two responses. Faith and unbelief again. That, so if you're hearing the word of God and, and you, you're hearing the truth from the word of God, you're hearing application from the word of God. There's only two, two responses. Faith or unbelief. You either respond in faith and embrace what God says or you turn your back on it in unbelief. That, that's what the word, the word of God gets. It, 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 so it, it, it pierces to the division of the soul and spirit and, and joints of, of marrow and it discerns the, the thoughts, the thoughts of the heart. Jesus said in Luke 6 and 45, why the heart? The, the heart is like the, the, the center of, of our being. And Jesus said in Luke 6, 45, the good person out of the good heart, out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil, evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So 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 perhaps some of you are sitting here and you have deceived yourselves in your heart. You're deceived in your heart because perhaps you never trusted in Jesus Christ and you come to church Sunday after Sunday and you think that is good enough. You think going to church is good enough. You think paying your tithes are good enough. You think coming together to eat and maybe you bake some goods for 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 fellowship. You think that's good enough. If you if you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ, the, the, the word of God. As as you 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 sit here, it's a dangerous thing, beloved. It's a dangerous thing to sit here and hear God's word and not respond. It's a dangerous thing, teenagers, children. The, the word it's dangerous to sit here and listen to the word of God Sunday after Sunday and 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 not respond. That's what the author of Hebrews has been saying. Today, today is the day. Today is the day of grace. Today, if you hear His voice, harden not your hearts. 
Don't harden your hearts to what to what God requires of you, what God says of you, what God says about Christ, what God says about himself. Don't harden your heart to that. Because the word of God, as you as we as you sit here and, and 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 we're reading it, perhaps you're reading it, the word of God is at the same time, it's it's judging. It, the, the word of God discerns or judges the 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 intentions of your heart as well. It, God God understands not only your thoughts, but your intent, what you intend to do. You say I didn't I didn't do it. God knows what you intend to do. He knows your thoughts. He knows your intentions, and His word judges both. It it discerns both. God, God evaluates the motive behind the action. Why you do what you do? Why do you go to church? God's word evaluates that. It, it, it opens up and, and it splices the smoke screen. You put on that, that church face, you come to church and, and you, you're, you're really not saved. The, the word of God, get, it gets, you think you're sitting here and, and, and well, you know, uh, I can sit here and, and nothing happened. <laughs> the word of God is judging you. It, 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 it slices through the smoke screen. And that, that's important because when in eternity, when God judges you, he's going to judge you based upon what he said in his word. <laughs> so you're, you're not getting away with anything. If you're listening online, you're not getting away with anything. You, you can't uh, put, throw up a smoke screen or uh, 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 disguise a profession of faith. Or to be religious, you, you disguise it with religion. God's word cuts through. It, it discerns, it, it, it critiques, it discerns, it judges. And it, gets, it goes all the way down to the heart. That's what the author says, intentions of the heart. According to Psalm, uh, as you were, Proverbs 4, chapter 4, verse 23, everything we do flows from the heart. And that's what God is, God is, God is after your heart. God is not concerned about what you do. God is concerned about why you do what you do. <laughs> because that flows from the heart. Philip, Philip Hughes said, the heart is the central seat of the human personality. It is the deep fountain of man's life in all its aspects, spiritual, intellectual, moral, emotional. That's man's heart. And what God's word does, nobody, I can't see your heart. You can't see my heart. But God's word, it gets, it gets there. It, it goes down. God's word enters the, the dark recesses of, of your heart. And it discovers your intention and motivation and your thoughts. If you came to Christ, you understand that. One day the word God came into that dark recess of your heart and it exposed you. And, and you recognized that you were exposed. Your sins were exposed. And you cried out to Christ and you came to him. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what the word of God does. It gets to, the, it's getting, it's get to, the, to, the, to that deep part of our heart. It, it investigates us. It discovers us. It discovers wherever there's unbelief, it discovers that. It shines the light on unbelief, <laughs> on, on a hardened heart. And so when you stand before God and you say, I didn't have any opportunity. And you give some excuse. The word of God 
will will at the time be made known to you to 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 how you disobeyed, how you didn't trust him. Can, can you imagine Judas? Judas spent time with Jesus. He heard Jesus teaching. He saw Jesus' miracle. Can you imagine Judas standing before God? I didn't hear. I, I, it ain't my fault. You, yeah, it is your fault, Judas. You was right there. You saw him. You, 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 you slept with him in, in a sense where he, where he went. You, you ate with him. You, you heard his word and his teaching. You saw his miracles. And there are some of us here today. You, 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 you hear the word of God. You see people, lives that have been transformed, and that does nothing for you. God's words, his word discerns that. The, the, the intentions, the thoughts of your heart. First Samuel 16, verse 7 says, uh, a guy told Samuel, a man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Jeremiah 17, verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. That's Jeremiah 17 and 10. God's concern is not about what you what you do. It's about why you do it again. And verse 13. This is it's been we've been talking about the word of God and how it judges. Now the focus changes to God. Notice it says in verse 13, no creature is hidden from his sight. So what this is saying is that all things are open to the examination, not only of God's word, but of God himself. And, and, and this is encouraging. I, it, and I said, when I started this, I said that the word, this could be encouraging. And you say, how can this be is encouraging? God knows us. That's how it's encouraging. God knows you. He, he knows you better than you know yourself. God, God knows. And, and, and this, this, this can be comfort in the midst of trial and difficult circumstances. God knows me. God knows you. He knows you. He, he knows everything about you. He, he, he sees us, all of us, at all times. And, and, and he knows everything about it. He knows what we think before we think it. God, God knows these things. And, and this, what, this is what amazed the psalmist in Psalm 139. L- listen to the psalmist in Psalm 139. Are you amazed by, by God's omniscience of you? He knows everything. Psalm 139. I will just read verses 1 through 12. This is this is a psalm of David. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You, you, you notice the, the tense, right? You have searched me. It's, it, God has already done this. You have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. 
even before a word is 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 on my tongue. <laughs> you hear that? Before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before, and and lay your hand upon me. The psalmist says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed and, and show, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, I've been out on the on the ocean and and you don't see any land or anything like that. And, and God says, he, he's there. <laughs> you, you don't think nobody else is out there. God, God is, is there. He says, take the wings of the morning, dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there, your hand shall lead me. Hallelujah. There is no no place that you can go that God doesn't know you and he doesn't know what you he knows what you need. He can provide for you. He, he, he he's he's there. His hand, his hand is with you. And he said, your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely darkness shall cover me, the light about me be night. Even the darkness is, is not dark to you. The night is bright as day for the darkness is that light to you. I've been in, the, like I said, been on a ship out in the middle of the ocean and it's dark. You, if you hadn't been out, you know, there's no lights or anything. I, I, Nora and I, we went out on the, on the, we was on a cruise and uh, I went out on, on the uh, deck and it was, it was night pitch black. And I mean, you couldn't see in front of you. That's how dark it was. You, you, if the mic was there in front of me and I tried to reach out, touch, I couldn't see it. That's how dark it was. But, but beloved, the Bible says that no creature is hidden from his sight. Things may be hidden from your sight, but, but you're not hidden from God's sight. He, he knows you. He, he's acquainted with you. He, 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 he understands you. Like I said, this is, this is encouraging if you're a believer. But if you're an unbeliever and you think that God don't see, God sees everything. He sees everything. He sees all your daily activities. He sees your sitting, your rising, where you go, your laying down, your thinking, your speaking. God sees all of that. It says, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked. You, you are, when it comes to holy God, you are open and you're defenseless uh, before, before him. You remember when Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord and they made themselves fig, fig garments and they hid themselves among the trees of the garden? God knew where they was at. God, God knew. God knew what went on. They thought they hid from God, but you, you can't escape God. And most importantly with them, you can't escape his judgment. Adam tried to blame Eve. 
you can't you can't escape God's judgment. God sees. He he knows. And he found both of them. In Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira, they thought they could hide from God. But they found out they couldn't. You can't hide from him. You can't hide from him at any time. He sees you. He knows you. And one pastor said it this way. He said, naked, we came into this world. Naked, shall we go out. And naked, shall we stand in the great judgment. Utterly defenseless and totally vulnerable. Ken, Ken Hughes noted, he said, in all our attempts to cover sin on one hand and in all our anxieties and trying to live for Christ on the other, he says, we are open and laid bare before God. Totally in his grip for, for judgment or for blessing. And, and the writer goes on, he says, not, not only are you naked, you're, you're exposed. You're, you're laid open, you're laid bare. Uh, John MacArthur noted, that this word here uh, means that it's like uh, to to expose the neck uh, of. Uh, I remember my daddy used to kill. We in a good way. I'm saying this in a good way. He killed chickens because we ate the chicken. And the way he did it, it may sound graphic, but it worked. You got the chicken, got him, put his neck. You know, got his put his neck here. Got a big machete, and you know what comes neck, right? Hey, yak out. Cut his head off. Well, the scripture is saying here that it's like that when we're standing before God. We're exposed in a sense that not that God takes and cut our heads off. Not that. But but we're we're fully exposed. We're we're exposed. We're we're vulnerable when, when before God. We're, we're helpless before him. That there is when, when we're standing before God, there is no way that we can come in. And, and, and try to try to bring in anything to, to justify ourselves before a holy God. We're, 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 we're uh, uh, John MacArthur, let me finish this quote. He says, it meant to expose the neck either in preparation for sacrifice or for beheading. That's, that's what uh, this word here uh, uh, meant originally. And so we're exposed when it comes to God. And, and it says, to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. We're naked, we're exposed, and we will one day give an account to God for what we have done with Jesus Christ. Either, either you embrace Christ, you reject Christ, but one day you will be held, uh, held accountable before God. Nothing escapes his notice. He, he, is, he is omniscient. He is aware of all that is going on in your life, regardless of your circumstances. He, 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 he knows what is going on in your life. He, he is well aware. But if, if you reject God's word, and that's what the danger of these believers were, they, 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 they heard the gospel, and they were in danger of, of turning away from that gospel that they heard because because of what they were going through. They were going through persecution. And, 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 and perhaps they were thinking that if we go back to the old system, old uh, Jewish religious system, things would be easier, easier for us. N no. 
you reject God's word, there, there will be no way that you can hide from his judgment. That's what this, the psalmist uh, uh, was telling us in Psalm 95. That there is no way that you can, you can hide from God's judgment. The people of Israel uh, who were in the wilderness, who rejected God, they were judged uh, by, by, die, by uh, dying in the wilderness. And for us today, if you reject Christ, you're not going to die in the wilderness. But one day you're going to stand before a holy God and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna pour out upon you the full measure of his wrath if you reject Jesus Christ. So, this, so, so we must be careful. The point is we must be careful how we approach the word of God because it's reading us. It's, 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 it's critiquing us even as, as we read it. Amen. Let us pray. Father, there is no man, no woman, no child that, that is in this congregation or that is listening online that will ever be able to boast before you. Because you see us as we truly are. Not how we try to portray ourselves to be. You see us as we truly are. You are well acquainted with us. Your word is, it, it, is, it critiques us. It judges us. It, 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 it gets down to the deepest part of our, our soul. And, and either we reject it or we receive it. May, may, may this reality of, of who you are, that you're omniscient, that, you, that you're all-knowing, and the reality that your word is just like you, that it is living, that it is active, and that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, may that reality cause us to strive to, to remain faithful to Jesus Christ. May, may that reality cause us to, to, to put our hand to the plow and keep our hand on the plow and do the work that you have called each one of us to do. May, may we never turn back and, and turn away in any, different, in any difference from Christ. May, 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 may we never treat Christ and, and, and the word about Christ indifferently. May, may, may our hearts be, because of your word and your word that is like, like fire, may, may it be like fire in our hearts, causing us to be on fire for you, to, to be on fire to serve you and to serve your people. Because when, when that is true, Father, we will walk in a manner that is worthy of, your, of, the, of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We will do that. We will do it if your word is at work in our heart penetrating, smashing unbelief. I pray that that be true for us as your people as the, the, the time nears the end. We don't know the, the day or the hour, but we know it's closer than it was yesterday. May the, what, who you are and your word, may, may that reality motivate us 
to, to run the Christian race with all our strength and with all our might and, and, and help us not to give up. Because Christ never gave up. Christ, who is the, the, the supreme word, he lived his life in obedience to you to the fullest. And he gave his all, all the way to the cross. So when life gets tough for us, may we look to Christ. May we look to Christ and say, there is hope. God sees us. God knows us because we know Christ. We know what Christ has accomplished for us. And so I thank you, Father. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.